I stayed up most of that night and read the Westbrook novel at his sitting. As Billy had said, it had a very complicated plot. Many of the British expressions were difficult to follow, and much of the dialogue was foreign to me. But nevertheless, it held me gripped, for the writing was superior to the usual run of thrillers. The hero, whom possibly Billy saw as a role for Oliver, was a young doctor accused of a brutal murder. There were several other good characters, especially a Scotland Yard detective, and the Rebecca-type climax played out on the Cornish cliffs had a last-minute sting. The prospect of turning it into a screenplay was daunting, but in those days, ambition quickly routed self-doubt. I left it until around ten o'clock the next morning. Something told me Billy was not an early riser, and then rang him. I finished reading the novel, I began. Who is this? Robert. Robert who? Robert Peterson. Do I know you? Yeah, yes, Billy, we met yesterday and you gave me the novel. What novel's that? Westbrook's new thriller. The conversation was not going the way I had imagined. I like it very much, and if you still feel the same way, I'd like to take a crack at it. I heard something fall over and smash, and there was a long pause. So, is that all right? You want me to go ahead? I asked. There was another pause before he answered. Go ahead. Write a screenplay for you, like you said. Do what? A screenplay. Silence. Then he said, I have to go to New York. His speech was muffled and distant. I'll get back to you when it's convenient. Well, any time's convenient for me, Billy. I tried to keep the rising panic out of my voice. I'll give you my number, shall I? Give it to George. I assumed George was his secretary, or maybe the chauffeur who doubled as a valet. Right, but meantime, shall I start work? When I get back, let me know what you think. Uh, I have to go now. The line went dead. I spent the rest of the day trying to think of possible explanations for his sudden change of attitude. He was drunk. He had taken too many sleeping pills. I had caught him at a bad moment with somebody else in the room. He had gone off the idea, or more to the point, he had gone off me. I blamed myself for not acting on Woody's advice. Why hadn't I made myself sound more in demand instead of immediately blurting out the threadbare details of my life? Later that afternoon, I phoned the hotel again and asked to be put through to Billy's bungalow. A man answered. Can I speak to George, please? George? There's no George here. Who is this? Robert uh, Peterson. I spoke to Mr. Fisher earlier, and he asked me to leave my telephone number with George. He gets everybody's name wrong. Wait a minute. I'll put you on hold, and you can talk to Greg. That's who he meant. It dawned on me that it was Oliver who had answered. After a pause, another voice came on the line. Yeah, can I help you? Yes, my name's Robert Peterson. Mr. Fisher wanted me to give you my number so he could contact me on his return from New York. New York? That's what he said. Isn't that where he's gone?
Yes, if he said so. Okay, give me the number. I passed it to him. Then, panicked and bewildered, the moment I hung up, I called Lucy and asked her what she made of it. They all behave like that, she said. If they sound too keen, they're afraid your price will go up. I don't have a price, and I don't care what I get paid as long as I get the job. Well, you'll just have to wait and see. He seemed so nice yesterday. Lucy signed off with, they all seem nice yesterday. By the time I clocked on at GIFs that evening, I had convinced myself that I had blown it. The others noticed my gloom and, distracted, I twice served...